independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Are you enthused about our nation? Are you happy about our nation? Do you think we're going in the right direction? Depends, right? The polls out there all say, you know, that we don't seem to be going into an area in our country and in a direction that many people would like to see. I think there's definitely some issues in our country. I think the thing is, you know, media, it's uh, another Gallup poll out today, uh, media confidence ratings at record lows. What? Not a shocker. Democrats, tr- Democrats trust the media more. But it's not like they trust it big time. The highest rating it ever got when the Gallup started doing this uh, was back when they fir- the first year they did this. Right, the first year confidence in television has never been higher than its initial forty-six percent reading in ninety-three. It's averaged twenty-seven percent. Currently, the current state of affairs: uh, Democrats trust TV twenty percent, Independents and Republicans eight percent when it comes to the newspapers. Republicans five percent, Independents twelve percent. Democrats, 35%. So it's not like the Democrats are like, oh, yeah, this is all great. Because I think they find a lot of flaws inside of there because we don't do news anymore. What we do is, uh, you know, it's it's activism surrounded by news. But it's what sells, right? It's what sells. Bad stories sell better than good stories. We had a guy go into a mall in Indiana. And was going to kill God knows how many people. He had enough ammo. He had several magazines with him. What's he going to do? Read to him? No, no. He had several magazines with him, as well as his long rifle. And he wandered in there, and he was going to kill. And he didn't. And people died but not as many as could have. We know who the Good Samaritan is now. We know who the, the, the suspect is, and we'll touch on that a little bit later. But, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was a blip. Blip. Just a smidge. It's... Good news doesn't sell like bad news. There's a reason they always say, and we end the show at night with something good. Because we've been telling you for the last uh, 30 minutes, hour, five hours, how crappy Everything is because we come back and it's shown over and over again. We are more apt to come and 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 chase something that makes us angry, chase something that is that is that is horrific or uh, to, to, to watch the the car wreck and et cetera, than something good. We just don't do it. And that's an us thing. That says a lot about us. But we're not going in the direction that we need to be going dig deeper into those new poll numbers from CNN because it's not just a low approval rating. Numbers show that many Americans share a somber outlook on the state of our nation. Let's bring in CNN political director David Stallion. David, what, what's the mood of the United States right now? Yeah, somber is a good word, Jake. Sour, totally uh, disappointed, uh, disgruntled. Any of those words gets at how bad Americans sort of perceive the state of things right now. How well are things going in the country today? Only 21 percent Say things are going well. Only 21%. Do I think things are going well? I think there's places where things are going okay. I think there's other places where we have issues. Are we as divided as people like to make us think we are? We are not. 
but let's not pretend that we're going in the right direction because we're, we're we're not moving in the direction I think that that we should be moving in. We, we we've got a we've got a nation of young people who aren't thrilled by being Americans. They find America abhorrent to everything that they've been taught. Uh, and 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 you you do find that. I'm sorry, you find that more and more every day. We're going to talk about the military. Two reasons people aren't joining the military. One of them is pretty obvious. We are a larger nation, but the other one. Uh, it's a little bit more subtle. It's the same reason people aren't becoming police officers. And it's not just because they're worried about being caught on camera doing something bad. But, man, I, I, yesterday, Nick, Nick Offerman, I think he's, he's a comic. And uh, he's funny. And he, I read this article, and I sent it to Anthony. I said, why is he upset? Well, something his ancestors did. I'm like, why? Who cares? His eighth-removed great-grandmother did something abhorrent to the to the to the mohawk tribe many 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 so many years ago again eight great grandmothers ago and he's dealing with the issue why why are you so guilty why are you dealing with that issue that you had nothing to do with in fact your seventh great grandmother had nothing to do with it let alone the other six before her to get to that seventh and eighth one I think a lot of people feel guilty. Last night we uh, so we're staying at a hotel for the next couple of days because our power's out, and I think we get it back tomorrow sometime. I'm not quite sure. That mess though in the fridge has just got to be awful. But uh, like even last night, you know, I'm I'm, ha- I'm sitting there talking to my uh, my son. We're having we went out to dinner. Uh, we took him to a little nice little steak house that's inside the place, and he's like, "Dad, look at the price." I'm like, "Just eat and stop it." And I said, Jack, we're blessed. And, you know, we should just have a smile. I said, I work hard. The reason I get up at 2 in the morning and I, and I get home at 7 o'clock at night is I work hard and I have all these businesses. And, you know, and I said, you got to learn about these things. But it's so funny because his first reaction is, I don't deserve this. Like, what are you talking about? It is crazy. But it's interesting because I'm sitting there talking to, 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 to the kids, to, to my stepdaughter and Jack, who are like best friends, just about school and life. And to listen to them, uh, and it's so funny because he's going to, you know, San Diego. He goes to school there. The, and, and my daughter here goes to my stepdaughter here goes to a private school. Uh, and it's kind of funny the way that 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 like she's being taught and spending time with me, you know, and and he is just getting taught. It's almost like opposite words, worlds. But it's so funny. The you know, she's like all about capitalism. And Jack's like, well, I don't know and stuff. And I'm just like, my goodness me. We are raising a bizarre world of kids who are just, oh, we don't deserve it. No, soak it up. America's awesome. Even in the crappiest of times, we're great, but we've done bad things. Everybody's done bad things. You think you're going to go to Holland and go, well, you know, the Dutch have never, oh, the Dutch have done a lot bad? Yeah. Well, I'm going to Belgium. Oh, the Belgium. Oh, they've done a lot bad? Yeah. Well, we'll just go to Australia. Oh, wait, they've done a lot? Yeah. Yeah. So settle down. Now, on the other side of things, economics. All of us have an issue with economics right now. We just couldn't put our fingers singularly on the one thing when it comes to what's the bad. Okay, gas prices, yes, but outside of that. 
21% is the low point. You have to go back to 2009 to find a time when the American electorate uh, was this dissatisfied with the way things were going in the country. And when we ask specifically about economic conditions and we say, can you rate the economic conditions today? Look at this number. 82% of respondents in this poll say economic conditions in America are poor. Only 18% say that economic conditions are good right now. Yeah. Are they good? They're odd. I said that yesterday. I'll say it again. I think the 28th. So I think uh, the next week or two, we're going to get, uh, what about like, like really next Friday, I think. Uh, we're going to get the, the, we'll find out if we've contracted for the second month. So we'll get the GDP for the quarter. And if you ask people, most people I talk to, they're like, they're worried a bit about jobs, but they're not really worried about their job. Some people are in certain industries, and it has nothing to do at times even with whether or not they think they can get people to show up and buy. It's the fact is we just can't get stuff. Or, you know, it, it, it's so weird. So nobody can put their finger on it. They just feel like we're moving in a direction that's taking us to a place that's going to lead us to a recession, which is probably the truth. We may be in a recession, but is it a recession? I think 1947 was the only time in our history of recessions that, in, in, in true modern era that we would talk about where we didn't have the factor of rising unemployment and, and you know inflation and high interest rates. These are the only time, and not all recessions are the same. So it's going to be weird, but the, the whole thought is, oh, we've got a bad, you know, the somber look at our nation. No, what they're showing you is bits and pieces of our nation. Remember this. The media is going to show you the things that will evoke an emotion out of you. Okay? They're going to show you the things that are going to evoke an emotion out of you, and they're also going to show you the things that, 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 that they kind of want to show it and they believe. So you think that every woman is pounding the door down to have an abortion, it's not true. It's not. And at the same time, you think that every man is a misogynistic, patriotic pig. Again, it's not true. They're showing you things that they want to show you. Always remember this. There's so many things that are on the cutting room floor that didn't make the news for a lot of different reasons. Some of it's just, eh, nobody really cares. Some of it is like, eh, that doesn't fit the narrative. But we're in a much better place than they would have you believe. And I think we need to remember that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Menson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. God, I'm just so sick. Like the negativity. I was, you know, like we're going through it here in, in you know, Arizona like everybody is. You know, it's, it's you know, more people are heading to the polls, primaries across the country today. But I, I will tell you uh, the. Every ad I watch now, I could not tell you what they stand for. It is only how much the other person sucks. <laughs> That's all the ads are. The, and then the usual, like, I'm for low taxes and securing the border. Now for the next 28 seconds, let me tell you about how much my opponent sucks. And the opponent believes the exact same thing. And theirs is, I'm for the same thing she or he is, but let me tell you how that person sucks who said I suck. Oh my God. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show, Twitter. Ah, Percal. Amazing. Sheets. 
Love them. We've got some uh, new sheets, and they're awesome. I'd like to go home and try them on, but we don't have the uh, any of the air and stuff because, uh, you know, the blackout going out by house, which super sucks. But my pillows, brick house are amazing, incredible bed sheets. This is the sale of the year. Normally they're ninety bucks. Right now for you, forty dollars. Thirty nine ninety eight with promo code Benson. Breathable, cool, crisp, durable, built to last, machine washable care. Uh, Two hundred fifty thread count, which is a damn good count right there. It's imported, so you're gonna get queen and kings available. You're gonna get two pillowcases as well. It's the full set. Tons of styles, colors, sizes, 60-day money-back guarantee, one-year limited warranty, tons of deals on all MyPillow products. So what I want you to do, take advantage of this massive deal. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson or call 800-983-4975. Super deep discounts on the MyPillow per cow bed sheets. Only $40 now, normally $90. Tons of deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Or call 800-983-4975. Use promo code Benson. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. Meanwhile, I read that Dr. Fauci said that he plans to retire by the end of President Biden's term. And then everyone turned to Biden like, is there anything you'd like to announce, too? <laughs> of course, once he's gone, Fauci will be replaced by a new, slightly weaker variant. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. I think when all was said and done, because so many people fell in love with Fauci, I'm a Fauci sexual. So when all is said and done, uh, we'll never know the absolute truth. But I think it's safe to say that... Uh, uh, the old NIH and a lot of the things that he was, they diddled around over there and they played with the virus because their gate of function had tried to get ahead of stuff and they had a dull moment and this is what we have now. we got the coronavirus, the new B.A. Baracus 27, or as I call the Mao version of it, that is currently rolling through uh, a vast amount of people. I know so many people that are sick with it. And it's weird because I'm like, are you sick? They're like, no, I'm annoyed. <laughs> like, is that part of the, is that a symptom? They're like, no, it's just, it's, you know, it's like having a bad cold. And, uh, you know, kind of wipes you out. You're tired. But it's not, it's not like putting you in the hospital sick. So, so he's going to be out, which is good. Just in time for him to leave for the monkeypox to take over. The monkeypox is everywhere, is it? No. Most doctors in the United States will have never seen a case of monkeypox. And we've seen so many cases of people taking to social media to express frustration about seeking a test and finding a vaccine. And so it, it may take patients, you know, who are highly educated to do a little educating themselves. Um, you know, if they encounter doctors who've never heard of this, it, it can be a frustrating experience for people who feel like they might have these monkeypox symptoms. Yeah, you're not going to catch the monkeypox. You really got to try. You got to go around having a bunch of unprotected sex, uh, 
It's really, it's like you're, you're making the, like you're going like, I'm going to go out today and catch the monkey box. You really, really got to make the effort. It, it's, it's not, it's, you, you got to go. But the pox, baby. So you got the monkey pox. And what did I read today? Oh, there's some other thing that is, that mimics Ebola. And they now have two cases of it. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh, my goodness me. So I talked yesterday, right? I talked about this. The vultures. Because this one's in Africa. The vultures. Vultures are important to humanity. Why? Because they kill nasty. I mean, they kill so many of the viruses and things that are out there that could escape from all the dead carcasses that are everywhere because they go down and eat it. And their body's just full of all this stuff, much like my lizards where their bacteria just dies inside their gut. They love that. Well, if we get rid of them, I guess what happens? You think we're going to have more or less stuff escaping from a country? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Of course, it also helps when we don't play God with things, which I just feel like, again, we'll never know the truth. But I think the sense is there's a plausible case to be made for Barney Fife allowing it to escape, is all I'm saying. 323-538-2423. Where'd the monkey pox come from? From monkeys! No, they didn't come from monkeys. Did they? I don't know. No, they didn't. Maybe? Maybe. Really? I don't know. Chad Benson, Chad. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It is hot. So where I live, it is uh, it's hot, obviously. I live in the desert. right? So in the winter, it's kind of chilly. Right? Spring and fall. And by kind of chilly, it's cold at night. 70s during the day. Sometimes 60s. But, you know, February, you're in flip-flop still. So just... But in the summer, it gets hot. What well, you got something going on in Europe that they're not used to. They're not used to. It is. Uh, it is. It's really hot. It's like it's getting hot in her big time. The massive heat wave hitting Europe, fueling flames burning throughout the continent. In France, officials warning of a heat apocalypse as temperatures soar to 109 degrees. <laughs> In Zamora, Spain, passengers surrounded by a wildfire as their train passes through the blaze. In recent days, pilots have been flying over billows of smoke trying to douse the growing fires. Yeah, it is ugly, and it is getting uglier uh, because they're just not used to it. You know, it's like, so people come to places like California and Arizona, like, why is it when you guys, when it rains, people get weird? Well, if you live here for any amount of time, you realize that we don't have rain. Right. We've we've set it up. So we're like, hey, let's not have rain. And they're like, OK, well, we'll have it once in a while. And uh, the other crappy, crappy weather could go live somewhere else. We'll send it to Seattle and Portland. So. We have, you know, months and months in between raindrops. What ends up happening is oil gets on the road, becomes rather slick when rain hits oil and water. You know how that goes. 
we're not set up for massive amounts of rain, so it's floods here rather easily. But our roads don't buckle. They're buckling in France. Why? Because we're built for this. They're not. We're not built for snow. They are. And about a 1,000-plus people have died so far throughout Spain and Portugal uh, because of the heat. Uh, cold kills much quicker than the heat does, but there are issues for sure. It goes back to what we talk about all the time with, like, with like climate. Like, I'm a big proponent of finding better ways for us to do things when it comes to energy. I'm a huge proponent in that. We need to do that. We do. We need to do that. Watching Biden go over there and have to do a fist bump and, you know, go over to the Saudis. Now, granted, there's a lot more to it. I think a lot of people are like, well, why is he cowtown to the Saudis? Why is he, why, why, why is he doing that? Hmm? You know, that, that's the question that people keep asking about that. Deucey brought it up. So ultimately, we get back from this trip. There's no new peace talks in the Middle East. There's no new commitment to increase oil production in the Gulf. So what was the point of this trip? I just read out earlier, uh, Peter, of all of the things that had occurred, uh, that we, some of the... Um, uh, uh, do outs or the some of the things that uh, we were able to get done uh, during this trip. Yeah, and then there's some stuff in there, but really, let's be real. The trip was originally, obviously, oil and gas was part of it, but as Iran's effort to gain uh, nuclear capabilities to build a bomb have gotten to the point now where it's almost certain that they the breakup the breakout capabilities there this became a much different trip this became less about the the fist bump and could you guys have some more output and all that stuff it became more about hey guys look you know what i think you're still think you're pariah i still think what you did to Khashoggi was awful and horrible all of those things are true here's the reality of it we can't allow them to get a nuclear weapon because it'll be far worse for you and it'll be far worse for this entire region if we do so let's not pretend for a second that we're pals or buddies, at least this administration. Let's not, you, you guys got your photo op, all of that stuff, but we've got real stuff that we need to figure out how we go about stopping them. Because if they get a nuclear weapon, you think oil's expensive now. Imagine what happens if somehow they're like, we got a weapon. So the country who talks about wiping other countries off the earth all the time. What does that look like? How does that unsettle the Middle East, which is where a vast majority of the oil pumping nations, OPEC, reside? So, yeah, there was a lot of reasons why they went there. So getting off of this stuff would be fantastic. But it isn't going to happen. It isn't. Not anytime soon. And scaring people isn't going to be one of those things. It's going to get people to do it because the more that people are, again, I go back to as I touched on earlier, you start talking about, you know, driving electric cars and all these things. Who drives those things? Mostly upper middle class white people. There it is. That's the reality of it. Mostly upper middle class white people who are driving Electric cars and electric cars. Yeah, there's a few that are in the lower ish price range, but a vast majority of them pretty damn expensive. 
right? So, uh, uh, so you start talking about all of these things. The average person who's going paycheck to paycheck, they're like, look, it's not worth the effort. It's not that the, the, you guys are all pushing everybody towards. It's just not. It's not worth it. We need, we need better. But we also need to live. And so many of these people who come up with these great ideas don't ever live under those policies. And if they do, they're fine. It doesn't affect them the way that it affects ever, other people. And I've been told since I was a kid, the world's coming to an end all the time. I keep hearing that we're killing the earth. This environmental catastrophe bearing down on us. How dare you? But wait, I've been a consumer reporter for years. I've covered so many scares. Plague, famine, and perpetual war will kill us. We're going to run out of oil. Nuclear power will give us cancer. Killer bees swarm ever closer. Bird flu, flesh-eating bacteria. And yet we're living longer than ever. None of those scares turned out to be as frightening as the warnings. No, none of them. None of them. Again, I go back to when I was a kid. I was, I mean, just, I remember Time Magazine, the new Ice Age, the cover of it. Ice Age is coming. It's going to destroy everything. We're all going to perish. There's nothing we could do. It's coming. Never. Acid rain, all of those things. Now, do I like the fact that we have taken hold of these things? We've made things better, more efficient. Our air is cleaner. When I was a kid growing up in California, we had smog alerts all the time. It's like it's not safe to play outdoors because the air sucks, right? The ozone layer, all those. We've done a lot of good, and I think the earth heals itself, and we've seen that. I mean, what did it take Venice, what, a month or two when there weren't tourists there who were, you know, wanting to ride around in the canals for that thing to repair itself and, and animals and life come back? No, the earth adapts, and eventually she'll want to get rid of us. She will. But it's how do we walk that fine line of having a real conversation about what we need to do to keep fossil fuels going and do it safely and move to renewable energies in a way that will take a while, but it will be done where we can count on fossil fuels. Their reliability, um, we can count on fossil fuels, fuels, but we cannot count on a lot of that climate stuff that they want to push for being reliable. We just can't. Right now. My house, if my my electric car, if I had one, I I don't know when it's coming back on. When's the power going to come back on? What, what am I supposed to do if I couldn't get it? Sorry, I can't come in because my electric car doesn't work. Reliability is fantastic. We need reliability. Solar, great. But here's the other side of this. Have you guys seen what's going on in California? You've read the coming apocalypse, if you will, of... All of these solar panels, and they don't know what to do with them as now the bills are coming due, if you will, because they're, 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 they're passing their sell-by dates and they're going to have to be in landfills. Oh, and how about those batteries in those cars? What do you think we do with those? Oh, again, it sounds great. Pat yourself on the back. How do we get there that's real? But I'm told global warming is different. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Temperature is rising. The UN predicts that it'll rise another two to five degrees. But does that justify the fear? Justify this claim? We have 12 years to act. We have 12 years. We have 12 years before the effects are irreversible. Really? 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. 12 years. And then it's it. It's over. It's done.
Can't stop it. Water has been rising for approximately 20,000 years and probably will continue. It's all about harm waving, it's about emotion, about sending out kids in protest. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood. This group pointed out that even if the planet warms by five degrees, humans can adjust. People in Holland did years ago. They said, we're going to adapt to the fact that we're a low-lying country and we're going to build these dikes and we're going to build these pumps. Are you telling me? that the people in Miami are so dumb that they're just going to sit there and drown? Yes. Yes, that's what we're telling you. No, no, no. People find a way. People adapt. Animals do. Animals adapt. That's li- life adapts, much like business. It adapts. How do we adapt with it where we can, again, go from fossil fuels to a cleaner energy, whatever that is. Maybe it's a combination of things. I don't know. But how do we do that? There's a way. Absolutely. And then government gets control, and they get involved, and then they screw the way up. A lot of people pretend to know about climate, pretend to have studied it, pretend to come up with these answers, and then make these proclamations to scare you so that you'll do what we want you to do. Governments like control. Carbon dioxide becomes that molecule by which we can take control of your lives and everything that goes on. Are they right? It's confusing when there are so many serious people who are so worried. I wish there were a real debate. Why won't the other side debate? Because they won't. And we should have a debate. We should talk about things. And it's not even shouldn't be a debate. It's a conversation. The greater good. How do we get from point A to point B? That's how business survives. Guys, we've got to come together. We've got to figure this out. We've got an obstacle in front of us. How do we get around it? Do we go over it? Do we go under it? Do we go around it? There's got to be a way. But there's too much money. The green world is a green gig, and it's so easy. I always tell my uncle this. It's so easy to do that because you sell emotion. And climate is emotion. Show me a picture of a polar bear floating, and they're like, that's all he's got left of his home is that little itty-bitty ice patch. Like, really? That's it? No, it's not it. But did you believe it? Yeah. Yeah. You sell the emotion because emotion works. You sell greed. You sell emotion. Whatever it is, you sell, but it's all about the emotion. It's all about the feelings, and it's unfortunate because we should be in a better position We should take care of our planet better. This is where we eat. This is where we live. But you can't have a real conversation. And we're never getting rid of fossil fuels. Ever. Why is that? Because we just won't. Not in our lifetimes. Or probably two or three lifetimes. Because we depend too much on all the other stuff that doesn't just power vehicles. You like your plastics? You like your phones? You like things like that? Mm Mm-hmm. 323-538-2423, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. I enjoy the fact that my house smells delicious. Oxyleaf 2 Thunderstorm from Eden Pure. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, code Chad, and the number three. You're going to save $200 on three of them. Be delivered straight to you. No filters to buy. The best air purifiers around. You will love them from top to bottom. Absolutely incredible. Just my favorite one of my favorite things that, that we've done for my office and for my house, the fact that it smells just 
because my father-in-law passed away. We decided, well, okay, we're going to move over there. The house is bigger. They got the pool over there. Let's move over there. And But he, he smoked. You would never know he smoked. Ever, ever, ever. And it's these little itty-bitty air purifiers that get plugged in the wall. Over, almost 300,000 sold. And they're incredible. No filters. You will love it. They don't mask the smell. They destroy it. Right now, if you've got odors anywhere in your house, these things will have you smelling the difference in moments. That's what I want you to do. Go. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. Save $200 and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. EdenPureDeals.com. Code CHAD3. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. In the blazing sunshine at a swim center that's been used in two previous Olympics, the announcement was made. The Los Angeles 2028 Olympic Games will begin on July 14th. 2028. On July 14th of 2028, the Summer Olympics will kick off with a dual opening ceremony at SoFi Stadium and the LA Coliseum. They'll end on July 30th, followed by the Paralympic Games in August. LA Mayor Eric Garcetti. The countdown begins today. That's five years, 361 days away. Now, why I find this to be interesting, first of all, again, hosting the Olympics, we're one of the few countries who can host the Olympics like that. I mean, if something was like the World Cup, right? Let's say they decided, because uh, already, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, the World Cup's played this year. Normally, it'd be going on right this second. But it's not because of the whole, uh, they gave it to Qatar this year, so they're going to play uh, a winter World Cup starting, I think, the Monday before Thanksgiving, it goes all the way through like December 21st or something like that. Some, some of that nature. If they decided, hey, Cutter, you promised us that you were going to, you wanted this. You wanted to show the world, hey, come to our place. We're not, you know, we're not this, this, this fanatical group of people that are, you know, that live in Sharia law. And that, yeah. No, come, come. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now they're like, we're not selling alcohol in the stadiums you can get a a small area where you can drink some alcohol if you're caught in the street you're going to jail if you have if you meet a woman or a man and you guys have sex you're going to jail it's all of these things like they're the the minute they it's just e e e e if they said today we're taking this away from you you promised us all the stuff uh we're giving it to the united we're giving it to another country in the space of 30 days the united states will be ready to host the world cup like that like that so many times these countries, they spend all this money on this stuff, and we've seen what a giant boondoggle it is, and now the only countries that want it are countries like Russia and China. I don't know why we're hosting Olympics. Yeah, we've got the World Cup coming after that as well, but it's a joint one with Mexico and Canada, and we've got all these new MLS is big, and we've got all these new stadiums. That's cool. Why I find this Olympics to be interesting, though, is you guys ready for this? Could there be cricket in the games? Could be. Breakdancing? Might be. And now... I'll say this, 10,500 athletes is what the field is limited to. So you can add sports, right? But you might have to contract and you have to try to balance it out by athletes. So you can only have 10,500 athletes. This is what's interesting. Five-on-five flag football is going to be a part of the games by the looks of it. So you'll have breakdancing, skateboarding, maybe lacrosse, maybe cricket, and five-on-five flag football as they try to expand the game globally.
So basically what this is is everybody who's an American who's got a grandmother from Italy or wherever, you get to play in the Olympics. <laughs> hey, it's John Smith from Czechoslovakia. <laughs> no, never been there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. If you miss any of said program, feel free to reach on over and grab yourself the phenomenal podcast. Tune to Radio Up, iTunes, Spotify, wherever the great podcasts are available. You'll find mine wandering around there. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Bizarre world we live in. An odd thing. Things are going on that are odd. They really are when you think about it. We could be heading into a recession. We could be very well in the middle of of a recession right now. Because you don't know you're in a recession until you're in a recession. It's not like you get the first two, you know, two quarters that are back to back where you've had a a drawdown in the economy, so it shrank, right? It, it, it contracted. And then and then it could say, all right, so now that we have this news uh, and we'll get that news next week on the 28th, it's not like they go, all right, August 1st, the recession starts. It doesn't work that way. You find out you're in it. But it's an odd recession. It is, if we are in one, because we have, normally you have uh, rising rates, sometimes inflation, but a lot of times you have rising rates, inflation, and you have anyone, anyone besides the shrinking GDP? Yeah, yeah, you got it right. High unemployment. We do not have that. We're not headed in that direction, at least not at this moment in time. Still plenty of good seats available if you want to be employed somewhere. Mileage may vary. But the reality is it's there. And that it's like it's it's mythical. Right, like like we talked about Sasquatch yesterday, mythical, a mythical recession of not being a recession, but kind of being a recession. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Right, yeah, it's like, is it real? Is it not real? I saw a glimpse of it. I think I had it on my phone, but I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure. Hmm. But it's also election time. So what does that even look like? And right now, uh. If you're Biden and you're looking around, right, you're 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 144 years old or whatever it is. I think he's 78. And uh, you're worried about a lot of things. But you're also worried about what may be coming because you've got a lot of people who are going, man, if you got a D by your name, there's a very good chance we were going to change courses somewhat anyways because we don't like to have the other party to have so much power that the other party doesn't get to participate in. Because here's the other thing. Not just about the fact that we don't like you to have power, but you also have what? You've, you, you have no responsibility if you're not the party in power. If things go south, you're like, well, what are you guys looking at me for? Right? 
I got no skin in this game. I go there, I vote. You guys know I vote. Eh, they go vote against it, and things go south. No, 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 no. We want you to have skin in the game, too. Right? So if things go to hell in a handbasket, we want everybody on record as sucking. But if you got a D by your name, it's going to get ugly. And people are looking at Biden going. How do Americans think President Biden is handling the country and specifically these economic concerns? 38% approve, 62% disapprove. This is a numeric low mark for the president in CNN polling. But he's been in this low range, which is a big warning sign, of course, for his party. One of the reasons his numbers have gone down a bit, Jake, is because he's losing support among his fellow Democrats. Yeah. Democrats aren't into him. You know what's interesting? It was, a, it was a poll out yesterday that if the number one person that people want to run on the Democratic Party, and I'm like, who are these people? It was Biden was number one. I'm like, how? What? Like, not even, like, Kamala, I think, was fifth. <laughs> like, we have anybody else? Yeah, we got three other ones. All right, let's take those. What are these? Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's the smiley face from Walmart. <laughs> And it's an ice cream that fell on the ground in a hot sun. All right, fantastic. But she was, you know, way, way down there. I mean, we know, we kind of get where it's going because Gavin Newsom's like, I'm not running for president. Now here's something presidential. And by the way, I'm buying tons of ads all over the country. I'm not running for president. Right there, that should disqualify you from that, right? That should totally disqualify you from running for president if you're like not doing it. No, 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 not, not going to do it. I've decided completely against, I'm just not going to do it. By not going to do it, I'm totally going to do it. But the funny thing is that that whole poll about like, you know, Biden leads the way. Yeah, but it's only like 25%. So I mean, 75% were like, I'll say Biden, but if you give me somebody else, anybody else that's really in it, I'll probably Joe, uh, I'll probably go with them. Sorry, Joe. Then we asked folks, how's he doing on a series of issues? 46% approval on the situation in Ukraine, 39% approval on immigration. But take a look on the economy. Hold on a second. Hold on a flipping second. What crackhead, insane nut job did you talk to? Where they're like, I think he's doing a bang up job on the. Uh, on the border. I think he's doing a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal job. Are you talking to people that have come over here recently and are waiting for their hearings? Living off of people and their kindness of their 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 goodwilled nature and hearts? Or are you talking to actual breathing human beings that look at immigration and go, I don't think Four out of ten people in the White House would give you, yeah, he's doing a good job with immigration. He's doing the most, he's doing literally the most damage I've ever seen. He's beyond piss poor. Like, that, that, that's, that's insulting to both piss and poor on that. I'm sorry, got in the way there. On immigration, but take a look on the economy. 
he's at 30% approval, below his overall approval, and on inflation, only 25% of respondents approve of how the president is tackling what is the most pressing issue by far, people say. So on inflation, who, who are the 25 or 30% that say he's doing a good job on inflation? Is it actually inflation? Well, then we asked inflation how it feels. And inflation says Joe's doing a good job. Joe is doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job. My goodness me. Who are you people? It's like when I look at these, these numbers, they're like, you know, like, it uh, uh, doesn't matter what it is. But, you know, only 17% of people say that, uh, uh, you know, the media is doing a phenomenal job. I'm like, who, who are you? Who? And again, let's, let's parse media into little bits and pieces. There's journalism, which is totally different from talking head, right? Which is totally different from entertainment TikTok. All of those are different. So Stuckey's doing a phenomenal job at the border. The fact that he gets 40% or whatever, 3.9% for the border, I, I, I'll i say this. Inflation? Inflation. He is doing a better job on inflation than the border. That says a lot. That says a lot. That's how bad it is. And if you think, well, you know, it's, all, it's only white people who don't, you know, white, angry men. Mm-mm. I'm in Arizona. I'm in a border state. I've lived most of my life. In fact, when I've lived in America, border states. California, Arizona, Texas. Latinx, Hispanics, whatever you want to call them. Guess what? On the border, they're not thrilled. They don't like it. They are not a fan of what is going on. (laughs) Oh, my goodness me. Some solid numbers. Well, the good news is COVID is coming back. And so that should should help him out because he seems to do well with the COVID. He does. But there's a new fear, though, with COVID, right? Not that it spreads easily. No, 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 because it does. This thing spreads super easy. If you are exposed to this variant, your previous immunity from vaccination and potentially other variants, likely non-Omicron variants, doesn't necessarily protect you in the same way as previous infections. And so we're going to see increased amounts of breakthrough infections. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No. What's happening now with COVID? It's your hair. It's happening weeks after a person gets infected with COVID. Reports of hair loss. Recent studies showing 25 to 35 percent of patients with COVID had associated hair loss. ABC's chief medical correspondent, Dr. Jennifer Ashton, says it happened to her and she had to take action. For me, it was increasing protein in my diet since I went vegetarian. She also underwent experimental scalp injections, but mostly she says she had to give her hair a break from styling and coloring. That is massively important. Hairstylists and dermatologists will tell you that alike. Researchers are still studying the the overall impact of COVID hair loss. So not only is the Chairman Mao edition of the bat soup flu roaming freely here in the United States, God knows how many people have it, but, but now you're going to have to be wearing a wig. <laughs> this is the toupee version 
of of COVID. <laughs> I'm bald, so I don't really care. Oh, you're bald. You lost your hair. No, I shave my head, and I love it that way. It's because you're a Nazi. Exactly. That's exactly why I do it. <laughs> no, you idiots. It's because I get up at two in the morning, and it's just easy to go in there and go ugh. But my on-air partner during the day, his hair's been kind of thinning, and I'm just like, dude, I think he had COVID. Your hair's really thin. You should probably think about getting plugs. I worked with a guy who got plugs one time. It was the most spectacular thing ever because it was new. It was like the 90s, and it looked like little sea things, you know, little sea things just floating around because then you get angry, and they'd start moving around. It was spectacular. Oh, my goodness me. Now you're going to have those commercials. Did you have COVID? We could fix your hair. <laughs> Sweet. That's right. We specialize in COVID hair. Oh, my Lord. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens. RUFofGreens.com slash Chad. Go there. Get your free bag of Rough Greens. That's right. I said free. Not going to cost you anything but the cost of shipping. They're going to send it right to your door, and then you try it out. If your you know, you love your animals. You, you want to try stuff out. You've tried, man, my dog's a little lethargic. Maybe he's got some skin allergies. Maybe he's just got he's a little old, long in the tooth. His hips hurt. Dr. Dennis Black's put this together. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. It's all natural. And it's to combat the fact that your your dog's food is, is shelf-stable. Meaning, yeah, it's got some stuff in it. But that stuff is being held together by things to keep it alive on the shelf. Keep it somewhat survivable. This brings all of those things out and more. Try it right now, absolutely free. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. Cover the cost of shipping. Free bag for you. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. be free. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. (gasps) Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You haven't seen anything yet. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Stuff's trending. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still looking at toupees. Earlier I was saying I'm getting a toupee. I'm going to start rocking a toupee. Just the worst toupees I can find. But I want real toupees too. I don't want like fake wigs that you'd buy, you know, like for Halloween. I want real toupees. I just want to walk in and look at people go, just look natural. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> Every day, something new. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That is spectacular. Man, they're expensive. People go, a great deal of work to get a toupee. That's why I was trending on the old uh, Twitter. Putting people fighting about today. Everything. Primaries. Across the country taking place. We're getting closer and closer to our primary here in Arizona, but I know you've got more primaries uh, taking place across the country. 
and it's interesting. I was reading an article today. Both sides are doing this now where uh, it's kind of like they've taken the old American Idol vote for the worst and the opposite party, Republicans or Democrats, are pushing hardcore to get somebody through the primaries that they know that they can beat in in the general, at least they think they can. Here's the thing. Two things. Eventually, this is what's going to happen. First of all, you're going to think that your side's going to easily win because this person's uber, uber MAGA, and then you're going to find out that that might not be the case. And then the other side may happen where you're going to push through uber, uber crazy. All they care about is overturning 2020's election, and they don't care about anything else or somebody that all they care about is is the one side whether it's abortion or 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 you know the green movement and that's going to be the choices and everybody's going to go okay we got to rethink this mlb all-star game tonight trending big time uh let's see sweden and finland joining nato 18 republicans including matt getz and lauren bobert voted against sweden and finland joining nato matt getz I got stories. I got stories, kids. That's all I'm going to say. Head over to Google. Major League Baseball trending. Again, the All-Star Game tonight, Dodger Stadium. I watched a bit of the home run derby last night. How huge are these guys? Because <laughs> I always knew Albert Pujols was always a giant guy, right? He was always a big dude. It's huge. Right? You're like, that's it's Paul Bunyan. But then all these other guys are coming up to him, and Manny Machado is standing there. He's got his arm on his shoulder, and he's looking down at him. I'm like, my God. Oh, my Lord. Travis Scott, Parkland shooting yesterday. Uh, he was uh, at the penalty phase of his trial. Remember, he's, he's pled guilty. So he's at the penalty phase, and he just apparently had his head in his hands the whole time. Uh, it's Florida. It's Florida. So you're going to get the death penalty. It is a possibility. It is. Not going to lie. It's a possibility that he could get the death penalty. It is Florida. So we'll see. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. There's still a war raging in Ukraine. That is not changing. Uh, it is ugly. It is continuing to get uglier and uglier, and, and Russia is is now really stepping on the throats of, of the Ukrainian people that he has now under his thumb as they're Russifying, as they like to say, the areas that they have taken over. 
and will continue to do so. Now, do I think he's going to take over the country? No, I don't. I think there is a limited amount that he's going to be able to do without going somewhat nuclear. But then, you know, it's like, why would you? Like, if if China, the goal of China is to have Taiwan. If you vaporized it, what have you done? <laughs> now we got it. Nobody wants it, and nobody can live there for 10,000 years. Fantastic. But it is still going on, and it's ugly, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. He's he's in the long-term gain kind of let's hold this thing out through through you know the summer and into the winter when the months start to get really cold and the Europeans start clamoring for oil and gas. Uh, we'll see what their sanctions look like. We shouldn't forget he's not as isolated as we think. Sanctions are having an impact, but they're not having the devastating impact, especially with oil prices being so high, that many people expected. And American weapons are making a difference, but they're allowing the Ukrainians to fight and die. It's not really allowing the Ukrainians to fight and win. So in order for the Ukrainians to win, there has to be much more aid. And in order for the sanctions to really crush Russia, it just needs to be much more than it already is. And that's the sad reality uh, of where we're looking at now, at the moment. Yeah, that's it. There's only so much you can do because he's not isolated. India is still buying oil from them. Right? China's still buying oil from them, albeit less than I think they thought they were going to. But China's going through their COVID mess right now again. Uh, so... There is, you know, there is, and he's going to meet with Turkey. He's going to meet with Iran. He's forming a a global kind of of you know group of you know we're we're going to sit at the kids table. Well, it's not the kids table. It's the it's the watch out. They're all a bunch of troublemakers table. So you can have China. You can have North Korea. You're going to have potentially Turkey. Although I don't, I mean, again, Turkey's in that weird position of, yeah, I'd like to be friends, and I am friends with them at the same time. I'm also part of NATO, and I have an obligation here. And then you've got Iran. So, you know, we'll see. Venezuela, I'm sure, is pals with them. But these are also nations, though, like Iran and Venezuela, they really have no help to them. China's the help because they're buying stuff. Venezuela's not buying oil from from them they've got one of the largest oil reserves in, in, on the planet they're one of the largest oil producers so venezuela's not buying anything for them iran's not buying anything from them but they can give them weapons and it pisses off the west india's the curious one but you've got to you know they're getting ready to surpass china when it comes to people you you got to feed your people you got to do what you think is best for your people so they're buying the oil from 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 the from the Russians again while they're strategically a somewhat of an ally with us it's it's an odd thing plus you start sharing border it's just it's all weird but it's not as it's not as isolated as we would like him to be because China picked it up now if things started to go south and it started to hurt Xi and it didn't look like it was going to break the way he wanted it, and he became more of an anchor. Could I see Xi stepping away? Yeah, especially if it was going to cost him his gig as the potential president for life in China. But that's not happening right now. That's just not. Every day that Ukraine survives is a victory. But 
eventually they're going to run out of people. Hell, we're running out of people. We're running out of people. We're looking everywhere. We have twenty-five. only 25% of a, a younger generation is, how should I say this? Only 25 of them are in a position where they were fit enough to actually be part of the military. They're having to change everything in the military. They're like, all right, here's the deal. Uh, you don't have to run anywhere. So really? Yeah. You don't have to do anything, actually. It's just, can you breathe? I'm pretty good at it, but we'll see. I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. Plus, you've got a younger group of people that don't look at the military in the same way. They're not about America. They're not America. They're none of those things that that... We used to think that was part of, you know, our duty or whatever, whatever it is, right? Like they're none of those things, and that's kind of a it's it's weird, but it, it, the reality is, is people just don't look at America, especially a younger generation, the way that uh, that we used to. It's not the patriotic duty we've talked about on numerous occasions. How many times have we heard that, man, you know, look at all these people who are fighting for the Ukraine, but the Russians, they're coming hard. But you know what? They're standing up for their home. And how many times have we read people after people who are younger generations like, well, I'm not fighting for America. I'm not going to fight for America. Why would I fight for America? I don't believe in their cause. Blah, blah, blah. That is not good at all. It's not good. It is not good. So not only are we out of shape, we just we don't look at America the same way. You got kids who are going to school on a day to day basis hearing how horrible America is, being taught that America is nothing but a colonizing evil group of people that uh, stole everything from everybody and are horrible and should go away, and they've never done anything good for the world. Oh yeah, I want to go fight for them. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then you've got the other side of it. Where okay, let's let's adapt. Let's adapt. We've got Mike Lyons on. We're gonna have him later on in the week. We have him on. And what does he talks about? <clears throat> Russia's doing what right now? They're fighting a World War II land based fight. Very World War II. Shelling, move the men, you know, shelling, move the men. It's like playing risk or whatever. It's it's, it's just very old school. That's not the way the world's gonna go, though. Modern worlds you're going to find are going to be drones. It's going to be a video game. So they're saying, all right, so maybe these guys can't run very fast. But what they can do is video game the hell out of things. Last year, the Army missed its recruiting goal for the first time since 2005. Two reasons for that, the strong economy, also the slow collapse of traditional recruiting like cold calls. So now Uncle Sam has a new strategy going not just online, but into video games. At this sold-out gaming convention in San Antonio, people dressed up like their favorite characters, including more than a few make-believe soldiers. But there's one place where the uniforms were real. This is where uh, the Z-Gens are. Yeah, so the Z-Gens. So they're going to find people 
And you got to think about it too, right? You're 21 years old, right? Maybe you're not doing a lot. You're working at a GameStop, and they come to you and they say, "How would you like to do this in real life?" And like, oh, oh, what do you mean? How would you like to do this in real life? We're going to teach you coding like you couldn't believe, and we're going to let you fly drones where you're going to have the most sophisticated, true life, real life experience of of being able to help your country and your allies. That would be interesting. It goes back to also, it's tough because you got a lot of people like I don't agree with that. I don't agree with your 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 stance. I think you guys are horrible. That's you're you're overcoming a several things. Is there something about what it takes to be a gamer today and what you're looking for for army jobs that overlaps? Yes. It's the decision-making. It's the ability to take in a lot of information quickly and to be able to make a decision. It's about teamwork. To help the mission, the Army is putting together the first all-Army eSports team. More than 7,000 active-duty soldiers are now competing for just 30 full-time positions, playing games like Call of Duty, Fortnite, and League of Legends. Seven rounds in a row for the defense. Yeah. They're looking. There was a movie. God, what was that movie, Phil? You know what I'm talking about, where the dude played the video game and then the aliens came down and got him? Last Starfighter? Last Starfighter, yep. Last Starfighter. Kind of what it's like now. Right? That's it. That is so cool. We need to look everywhere. Mike Lyons told us a thousand times since, since we've had him on, on the show, since we started covering this thing, that the, the way that wars are going to be fought now are drones. Some of the drone technology is so insane that they have right now. Where they're going to release tens of thousands of itty-bitty drones. They're going to be little, just little bombs, and they've got smart... I mean, it's you're going to need a group of people that are going to be able to do that. That's them. But we do need foot soldiers. So it's not just the fact that, you know, you've got a, well, America's evil a group of kids that are out there that, that believe that you've also got uh, to get over the fact that, look, we need foot soldiers and we we're, we're narrowing it down to the 25% who are somewhat fit as opposed to, you know, look, the reason they're good at games is because they sit there and play games all day. <laughs> so the new soldier is going to look different. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I've just always thought the reason they're building all these robot soldiers is simple. They're just lazy. <laughs> Look, guys, we're not going to actually get in a fight because I hold on. <sighs> Sorry, I was having an asthma attack. I just I just don't know what to do. I just can't. So what we're going to do is let's all agree to we build robot soldiers, so we don't actually have to go and fight. Plus, I've got I I just I'm not good with the sun. And, uh, you know, so we're just going to do that. <laughs> so that's what they're doing the robot soldiers for. 323-538-2423. At <clears throat> Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet us. Text the program. Uh, you know what these kids can benefit from? A little Hello Fresh. Tell you that right now. Simple and easy. They make it. So it's the, you get your market, you know, fresh selections. But top of that, they got a little summertime recipe. In the summertime, you know what I'm talking about? Food is delicious. It's got that flavor of summer. Right, that little little heat, little spice, little kick—it's fantastic. I'll tell you that right now. Fifty-five choices weekly, so you can control everything from your app, including where you receive it. Right? Maybe your home, maybe your work, maybe you're on vacation. All of those things you can pause when you need to. 
But it is nobody gives you the amount of choices that they do. On top of that, HelloFresh right now, because we partnered together, they want to do something special for you, right? So this is what they're going to do for you. Sixteen free meals across seven boxes plus three free gifts. You go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. You're going to love it. Great choices. It's going to get your taste buds going, and it's simple. You take it right out. You go, all right, here's the instructions. This is how long it goes in. Within a few minutes, you're eating the best food around, fresh ingredients, taste like you couldn't believe, simple and easy. Plus, you're going to get complimentary sides, desserts, all of it. You're all taken care of. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Benson16. That that code right there is going to get you 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh.com. Benson 16. HelloFresh.com slash Benson 16. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio medium rare and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. Ironic. Ironic is what I say. People are nuts. Anthony's like, did you listen? I'm like, I saw her all day yesterday. So uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this anymore. And I keep thinking, you can't be real. You cannot really believe this. Then you run into people and you're like, yeah, it might happen. My friends and I meow to one another to communicate when words just seem a little too difficult. So here we go. Okay, so first off, we have the normal meow that we just use mostly to get each other's attention. Meow. Okay, then we have the dissatisfied meow. <coughs> then the angry meow, but we only use this one on rare occasions because overall we're a very happy kitten family. <coughs> I don't. I would squirt them with a spray bottle. <laughs> I'm like, you cannot, it's funny, you're like, that can't be real. But then they're, they're like, it's a group of people. And they just probably think that, that this is, yeah, this to them is normal. Because words, I have trouble with words, so I'm going to speak like a cat. <laughs> Cats are like, why are you going to screw up our language? Then the happy or content meow. Meow. Okay, then one of the most important ones for our kitten family is the I want to go potty meow. Okay, and last but definitely not least, we use this when we need a little bit more special kitten attention, if you know what I mean. Oh, meow. Meow. <laughs> What do you mean when you have to go potty? You're a grown-ass person. <laughs> Meow, I gotta go potty. <laughs> then go. And if you ask me for a litter box, it's over. Sorry, I'm not doing that. You know what's funny is people are like, you need to recognize her choices. And then on the other side of things, you got this guy, right? And uh, he he had an oops moment with something that you can't have oops moments with. 
Right now at four, an extremely dangerous pet snake is on the loose in Raleigh. It was his zebra cobra that sent Raleigh into a frenzy last summer. This snake. Keeping a lookout for the snake is the zebra cobra. After it escaped from his home. And we're really looking for any signs of this venomous snake. It's pretty alarming. Uh, it seems like a pretty dangerous snake. Yeah. You can't do that, guys. You can't. And it happens, right? Sometimes you, 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 you can. These things can happen, right? They're a squirrely bunch. The difference is, is when certain things get out, it goes from being a squirrely bunch, like, dude, I can't believe your python got out, to like, oh my god, if this thing bites you, you're dead. It started in November of 2020 when he purchased two baby zebra cobras. And these guys were eight and nine inches, if that, probably seven to eight, really small guys. He put them in temporary enclosures. The next morning, one deadly snake was gone. This giant oh crap moment where that latch is supposed to stay secure on the bottom, it was loose and that lid was able to pop up. And that was something that I should have 100% full blown checked. Yeah, now he's taking full, full responsibility for this. What I like. Then the panic. Immediately just frantic searching, just checking everywhere and anywhere. It was on a lady's porch. Um, imagine if a little kid or something of that nature had happened. Chris Gifford made a mistake, and he knows it. What I learned is, is you make the calls. You, you keep yourself accountable, which I didn't do. Mostly this is just an apology because there are no excuses for what happened. I like that. By the way, he can't own any snakes until August of this year. Uh, and he is, uh, he's, he's like got enough hours to license and to be able to handle these. This was a mistake. But those kind of mistakes can't happen. But the person who thinks they're a cat, that's just a regular old mistake. Stop it. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, happy Tuesday. We were just listening to a woman who talks to her friends like a cat. And I thought to myself, this is, this is what the hell's wrong with us? <laughs> but that's just, that's, here's something, right? Like, that, how, how amazing is our, our country? Well, Chad, that's weird. It's, yeah, it's totally stupid. It's ridiculous. We can all agree on that. It's asinine. Just the dumbest thing in the world. But you're at a point in your life where you're like, man, my life is so good. I better figure out something weird to do. And now I think I'm a cat. So people are offended by stuff. It's like that. We have to make things up now to be angry about. Oh, life is so good. I've got 5,000 channels at my disposal. I've got two computers in my house. I've got a, a full computer in my hand all the time. I can do whatever I want whenever. I, I'm so angry because somebody misgendered me. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, baby. It's just crazy. Uh, are we going in the wrong direction? It depends on who you're talking to. Okay, if you're with CNN... Uh, and you're asking questions, hey, CNN, 
are we heading in the wrong direction? Are things going in the wrong way? Are we supposed to be worried? Dig deeper into those new poll numbers from CNN because it's not just a low approval rating. Numbers show that many Americans share a somber outlook on the state of our nation. Let's bring in CNN political director David Stallion. David, what, what's the mood of the United States right now? Yeah, somber is a good word, Jake. Sour, totally uh, disappointed, uh, disgruntled. Any of those words gets at how bad Americans sort of perceive the state of things right now. How well are things going in the country today? Only 21% say things are going well. Oh, my God, only 21%. First of all, if you ask everybody, are things going bad in the country? I feel like we're going in a weird direction. I think it's going in the wrong direction. Well, we're angry. We're angry at each other, for God's sakes. Whatever here, you know, I've never seen politics like this. I always go back to go, you know, you know, we had... We, we had a vice president and, and, and another politician who could have been president, Burr, face off <laughs> in a duel. Settle that for a second in your mind. Politics is passion. It's a lot of things. Now it's, it's profit and, and, you know, it's, it, it, it's frustrating. That being said, we're going in an odd direction. We're kind of over here, but we're not. You know, we're kind of over here, and and some people are angry about this, and and you, you've got you've got the MAGA, and you've got this. It's. But if you ask an individual, does your life suck? Probably, probably. Eh, I'm a little frustrated now, but does it suck? No, it doesn't suck. Are you going in the wrong? No, I think I'm going in the right direction. But much like when we talk about, and we've talked about it on, on, on several occasions, with when it comes to things like uh, our weird kind of, are we headed into a recession? When I talk to people, are they worried about where we're kind of going? Yeah, they are. But they seem to be worried more about other people than where they're going. Like, I feel okay in my job, but I do worry about other people. I do. I get it. I totally get it. I think we can all get it. But this is weird times. We live in a weird, we could be heading towards this bizarre recession that the GDP has contracted, our GDP has contracted, so our, our economy has contracted. So we shrunk, but there's plenty of jobs available. 21% is the low point. You have to go back to 2009 to find a time when the American electorate uh, was this dissatisfied with the way things were going in the country. And when we ask specifically about economic conditions and we say, can you rate the economic conditions today? Look at this number. 82% of respondents in this poll say economic conditions in America are poor. Only 18% say that economic conditions are good right now. Yeah. And those people are 18% who make money regardless of the situation, but also tend to thrive in situations where things may get ugly. Do I think things are horrific? Nah. Depends. Do I worry about some things? I do. I do. But our banks, financial institutions, they, they, they went out and they weren't willy-nilly like they were last time in 2008. They put a ton of money away, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, as far as the housing market collapsing, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. And part of the fact is we just have too many people who want a home and can't get one. It's a supply and demand issue. 
that's one of the big things right now. Like people want a home, but they can't get it. So in some places, may the market itself cool down? Yeah, I think you will see some of that. The thing I worry about is credit cards and obviously the, the, the future of, of hiring. You may still be hiring for today, but are you hiring for tomorrow? Are you hiring for the third and fourth quarter? And I think it's it's a weird kind of thing. But I don't think I just I the negativity is is so ridiculous. It is. I just sit there and I laugh. I'm like, man, we launched a telescope into space where we could literally see anything. We couldn't even fathom that. I've got a computer at my fingertips 24-7 if I want. I mean, we, we, are, we are living in such... And it, it, it never was this brought home to me more than the last 48 hours. So Sunday night, we have a microburst in my house. Uh, by the way, the winds got up to 100 miles an hour. Uh, if you guys have seen my barbecue on the road, if you could return it, I'd be super, super, I'd be super happy with you. So it's really kind of bummed because we just got the barbecue and all of a sudden we three times and it's gone. <laughs> we come back and they're like, hey, we need another barbecue. Like, I don't know if we should sell these people a barbecue. What's happening to your barbecue? But I'm sitting there the other night and the kids are bitching. You know, they're excited because, you know, there's lightning and the thunder ah, and all the stuff's going on. And they're kind of, and I'm looking around and I'm thinking to myself, there are human beings around the world that live like this now and not in this situation where they got a pool out back. Right. I mean, you guys are upset because we don't have air conditioning. Yeah. And it's 100 degrees outside and it sucks. I get it. But come on now. Like, it's pretty like and the, the oh, my God, I can't plug my phone in or oh, my God. It's. We got a good life here. And I think we need to remind ourselves of that. So all the fighting about, you know, the things that we see, so much of that is just what can I do to get you to fight with him? Right? Like what I could come over and whisper in your ear, he says your mama's fat. Right? And you go over there and he's like, Your mom's got a wooden leg with a kickstand. And, you know, whatever it is, right? You know, to get them to or that's kind of what the media's become. And we don't take a tap back, but part of that is because we feed into it. If we give that negative energy to all these people of, you know, on the television, yeah, I'm angry about that. Or, it's like, no. All, I get it all the time. Like, at least once a day, somebody will say, well, you, you, you insulted Trump, or why do you make fun of 2,000 mules or stuff like that? And I sit there and say, because you can do nothing about it. Why are you focusing on something you can't change? Focus on the new stuff. Focus on the good stuff. Let's move forward. How do we do that? And in politics, you get out, you vote. You find somebody you like, you get out and you vote. You participate. Whether you give money or do whatever it is, we've got mechanisms for that. We do. But we live in the best time in human history. And that's and I look at my kids and I got, you know, I got a I got a twelve year old and soon to be four year old. And I look at them and I think, what are they gonna see in their lifetime? And then hopefully one day their kids. What are they gonna see in their lifetime? Like the crazy stuff that they're it's amazing. But it's just nonstop whining, whining, whining. That's like our new sport. If we were going to have an Olympic sport, because we were talking about Olympic sports earlier, they're going to put flag football in the 2028 Olympics. Talk about something. It's like, what can America do that only America does? Put flag football in there. Let's put a little flag football in there. Yeah, let's put some flag football in there. Let's make up some games <laughs> just so we can win. But we do live in the best time. So how about a little smile on our face? Yes, are we going in an odd direction? I'd say it's that's real. Are people nervous? Yes. 
Do they know what they're nervous about? No, because if you ask 10 people, they're going to give you 10 different answers. But I think we need to start changing some of this attitude. And and I would love to see it. I would love to see a politician that was just semi-honest. I'm not asking for full 100% honesty. Meaning you say, yeah, I'm going to do everything to get that you know through. And you know full well that's not it's never going to happen. But just somebody to go up there and just spend their entire time going, let me tell you all the things I, I want to do. And uh, just be honest. You could never get that. Because politics is about party first, personal second. And if there's anything left for the people, third. No wonder they're frustrated, pissed off, and think we're all going in the wrong direction. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go in the right direction with Rough Greens. I give it to my dogs every single day. Sprinkle on top of their food. It is natural. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. And it brings the nutrients and everything out of the dog's food that's kind of shelf-stable. It's meant to be sitting there and, and to survive on a shelf more than it is to be fresh. And it, it has changed my dog Doodle's life. It's just incredible, especially with his hips and his joint pain. He has none of those things anymore, all because of Rough Greens. And right now, you can try it absolutely free. All you do is cover the cost of shipping. That's simple. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Irreverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. It's a whole ostrich in the sh- <laughs> I cannot make this up. There's an entire ostrich. This is some north side sh- by the way. Oh my goodness. Whose ostrich escaped? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Got an ostrich escaping. If you've not seen... Uh, Ostriches are crazy, but it was actually an emu. And if you want to see something funny, uh, Emmanuel Todd Lopez on social media, she's got an emu, and the emu will not leave her. She tries to do TikTok videos, and the thing will not leave (laughs) at all. The little camera. Will not leave the camera alone at all. Just will not. Will not. Every time she goes and she's like, don't do it. Just don't do it. And it'll look at her like it's, and say, you know, I'm going to do it. Because it's Lemu. Lemu, emu, and duck. <laughs> we need to have a laugh every once in a while. Because if we don't laugh, kids will cry. And we don't want to cry. It's no fun. It sucks. It does. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Same-sex marriage. Are they coming from that now? The bill prohibits any person acting under color of state law from failing to give full effect to an out-of-state marriage based on sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin of the individuals involved in the marriage. Why would they be doing that? Well, Ted Cruz has uh, signaled that that there may be a, a... a redo when it comes to same-sex marriage. He's his podcast, because everybody does. 
And uh, he basically said that, yeah, you know what? This entire, that, that thing needs to be relooked at as well. It's great for the base, but is there anybody really out there cl- just clamoring for it? And I've said this over and over. I don't care who you marry, but government, you need to stay out of everybody's business. Right? You need to stay out of everybody's business. Why are you up in our business? All the time. Right? But, you know, he's signaled. So Bergefell like Roe versus Wade, ignored two centuries of our nation's history. Marriage was always an issue that was left to the states. In Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do. And now every state must uh, m- must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Um, I think that decision was clearly wrong when it was decided. Um, it was the court overreaching. And, you know, yesterday, my, my, my on-air partner, not my life partner. Uh, he he says to me, he says, uh, he said, man, they're going to come for everything. Should states? I said, look, this is what should happen. States should be in control. The Fed should handle big things: war, immigration, those kind of things. I mean, the, 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 these things here, yeah. Why are the states involved? Why are you involved in somebody's personal business? Right. Like, why are you involved? And and I don't agree with that. I don't agree. You should be involved in somebody's business. Do I understand that there should be limits on certain things? Yes. But, you know, if you want to marry a lamp and it makes you feel good, I guess that's the way we kind of are. You know, I'm going to think you're crazy because I can still do that. What about tax purposes? Because that's really what it is. The marriage, first of all, only in, you know, like only in modern times could be like, hey. Let's get married. But first, let's go down somewhere and file a bunch of paperwork and pay somebody. If you think about it, yeah, that sounds stupid. Well, you know, just in case, you know, you have stuff and maybe the government would like your stuff or you guys are, you know, making money and we'd like to, you know, come after some of you. And that's kind of, it's crazy. But do I think they're going to come out of it? I just don't, I don't know if there's a want for that. Now, is that a possibility? Of course it's a possibility. Which would mean the same thing as abortion. We go back to the states. The problem is, as the the politician before said, the whole thing about what they're trying to do now is codified. If it be, essentially saying, if you get married in California, and you live in Iowa, and Iowa doesn't recognize same sex, but you're like, I really like corn, and we need to live in Iowa, and you know, if you build it, they will come, kind of thing. And this is my, so, but you're gay. That they've got to honor. You know, the, it's just it's. We shouldn't be having these kind of conversations like the Roe v. Wade. Remember Roe v. Wade, when it was done back in the day, when they and, and they if you're honest with yourself and you go and look at it, you're like, well, they've been probably a stretch there. And they should have had 50 years to do something. They didn't do anything to codify it. But the reality is, is it they always said, and now this will this will settle the debate. It never settled anything. But I don't know if there's a want. See, that's the other thing. There's got to be a want. And I don't know if there is a want for this. On top of that, they're trying to codify uh, interracial marriage as well. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to send that to the courts and you're going to look over at Clarence Thomas? And he's like, eh, we should get rid of it. No, come on. But you never know, right? With the gay marriage, is it a possibility? Anything's possible. When everybody says, is it possible? Always remind yourself this. Donald Trump, being president of the United States, is it possible? Anything is possible. Chad Benson Joe.
Brad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I will tell you what, I've got so many friends of mine right now who've got the vid. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. That's nuts. Yeah. They've got, and, and I've asked them, I said, how bad is it? They're like, it's annoying. Said, what do you mean? It's just annoying. Right? First of all, there's none of the test work. You got to go if you want. You know what you have. Uh, so it's just annoying. There's just nothing you can do about it. This one is super contagious, like you could not believe. I don't know how many people probably have it. I think everybody has it right now. At this point in time, you have it, I have it, we all have it. Uh, 99.99% of us are going to survive. But we, we, I think everybody in America has it. If you are exposed to this variant, your previous immunity from vaccination and potentially other variants, likely non-Omicron variants, doesn't necessarily protect you in the same way as previous infections. And so we're going to see increased amounts of breakthrough infections. Many of those will not turn, of course, into severe illness, but they're turning into infections that ultimately lead to more transmission. And then we'll see the impact in our most vulnerable communities, those that are elderly, immunocompromised, and we'll see history repeating itself. And that's the real concern we have with this new immunovasive variant. Yeah. And how many people have it? I don't know. I just know a crap ton of people have it. Uh, and I don't know anybody who's been really sick by it. Just an annoyance. And it, it seems to affect the, the, the kids a little bit different. Uh, as usual, kids bounce back at a much quicker pace. Uh, but the adults, it's it's an annoyance. And it's also annoyance. And this is the thing we've talked about in the past where we're at that point now. We're at that stage where, you know, you're like, I don't feel good, but I can't miss any work because the free checks are gone. Those free checks are gone. And so people are making decisions. And that's one of the other things that's going to spread this. People are going to make decisions because they're thinking to themselves, I can't, my kids got to go to school. I got to go, I, 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 you know, they got to go here. I can't do any of these things. It's got to happen. I got to go to work. I got to go to work. And I think you're going to see that more and more where people are just going to suck it up. Plus, the other thing is, right, they say go take a test, right? So you go get a test or you get one of those cheesy ones that they have, they've sent you. So you get one of these cheesy ones that they sent you. They don't work. This thing's not set up for that. And I just think people are going to just continue to, to go to work. They're going to continue to go to, to do the things they do uh, because they're thinking to themselves, I, I'm not going to stop my life again. Uh, I can't afford to do it at this point in time. So I'm just going to suck it up like I would if I had a cold. And in some cases, you know, the sniffles or, or, you know, a little bronchi, whatever it is, because we all do that. I mean, we're all at that point in our lives, right? Where it's like, I don't use sick days for actual sickness. I use it for vacation. Come on now. Come on now. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. The other thing to worry about <laughs> For for people who, uh, should I say this, who've had the vid, there is something else that's happening. So be prepared, especially if you've got a 
a, a beautiful mane. It's happening weeks after a person gets infected with COVID. Reports of hair loss. Recent studies showing 25 to 35% of patients with COVID had associated hair loss. ABC's chief medical correspondent, Dr. Jennifer Ashton, says it happened to her and she had to take action. For me, it was increasing protein in my diet since I went vegetarian. She also underwent experimental scalp injections, but mostly she says she had to give her hair a break from styling and coloring. That is massively important. Hairstylists and dermatologists will tell you that alike. Researchers are still studying the overall impact of COVID hair loss. Yeah, so you're losing your hair. Your hair is falling out if you've had COVID. Man, this, I don't know what the bat flu was supposed to do. Uh, it killed people, obviously, especially those who were vulnerable. Uh, the other thing, though, is it's not only an annoyance, but you look around, you're like, I am beyond frustrated. Now we're losing hair. Now, I'm fortunate. Uh, I have, uh, I've decided to to take the razor to my hair, and I've done that for several years now, and it's just, it's so much easier. I get up so early, and it's just easier for me. But could I grow hair back? I absolutely could. I could. When I don't go, when I don't shave my head for a couple of days, man, the hair starts sprouting up fast. But I see some people around work, I'm thinking to myself, man, your hair's a little thinning. Do you have some COVID? Oh, Chad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter? It's getting hot out there. Europe is struggling big time. If you guys haven't seen the insanity that's going on in Europe, over a thousand people have died in Portugal and Spain, France, a few other places. This is a heat wave. It's not just here in France. This is what we're seeing across Europe right now. Spain and Portugal seeing more than 30 wildfires still burning. The fires in Spain actually turning deadly and the heat there, a huge problem. There are at least a thousand deaths that have been linked to the extreme heat in both uh, Spain and Portugal. The UK further north also seeing record-breaking temperatures. They could be seeing this week the highest temperatures in recorded history. Yeah, which is huge. Now, I was... uh... Uh, one time when I was in England, uh, when I was living over there, I was working at Talk Radio UK. We had a stretch uh, from like June into July or July into August where we didn't get rain. And the rainy season is like June, July and August where they have tons of rain. Uh, you know, people think that it rains all the time there and it kind of does. But it's not like it. it, it you'll, you'll, you'll experience four or five different weather patterns in the space of, of a few hours in, in England. Very rarely is it just gloomy all day. You'll have sunshine. I mean, you'll, you'll have the days where it's rain, but that's anywhere. But I, I tell you what, we went, I don't know how many days in a row without rain when I was there. And it was crazy because, especially being in London, the humidity, because there'd be clouds, just nothing was falling. And the humidity was such, and it was just, it was just gross. You just felt gross all the time. But their their record is 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 massive. I mean, they're smashing, smashing things, and we we've got it going on here. I mean, I you know, I mean, if you guys are aware, if you guys talked about, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but on uh, Sunday night, we got hit with the microburst by my house. Now we weren't expecting it; it was ferocious, uh, especially when you don't expect it. Right? You're just chilling. You don't expect it. Whoa! What happened? Everything's flipping out. Next thing you know, boom. Away goes uh, all of our stuff. Like, we're watching our stuff. We had a brand new uh, barbecue. Gone. Just picked it up and just moved it across. You you live here at this guy's house now. I was driving last night. Took some, it took me about, I want to say, 
30-ish minutes, 20, 30 minutes to get out of my neighborhood. So we're staying at a hotel right now because they don't know when our uh, our power is going to be back on. They're thinking sometime tomorrow. So weather, we joke about all the time, weather will mess you up. It can. But for all the talk of the heat, and, you know, like you look over there in Europe, and they're having massive heat waves. You know, it's getting up to 100, 104. They're not used to that. See, here, where I live in Arizona, just like when I live in California, we're not used to the rain in large numbers. Partly because here, I mean, I look around, and people say, why do you guys drive crazy over there? It's not that we drive crazy. It's the fact that our roads build up so much oil from driving that the minute rain comes, oil and water becomes very slick. Where if you live in other parts of the world or the country where you have rain all the time and weather all the time, guess what happens? You don't deal with that. We were not built for it the other day, man. We flooded by my house. It was crazy. Weather, nature, mess you up. Still, though, I remind everybody this. The cold, the cold weather kills far more people than heat. Far more people. Than heat. 323 538 2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from each and every one of you. You know, it's funny as we talk about climate change, and, and we'll probably get a little bit more into Woke Wednesday tomorrow. We'll, we'll, we'll do some of that. But it is, uh, you know, it's the battle that goes on, right, all the time with climate change. It's how do we take care of the climate and in a good way? And at the same time, we don't hamstrung ourselves to the point where we can't do anything. And and remember, so much of, of what we do, while it sounds great, and in theory, yeah, you're like, that's good. But then in practice, and go look at California right now, how the, they're, they're going to have solar geddon coming in. in it's, it's already starting to arrive, but in the next several days, I mean, years, they're going to have solar geddon. What's solar geddon? If all these solar panels that they pushed everybody to buy solar, buy solar, buy, I think it's there, 12 to 15% of the state's solar. Those panels, first of all, are they going to last 20, 25 years? No, no. A lot of those cheap Chinese uh, ones aren't. And now, now what? Just like the batteries we talk about with, with, with all these electric cars. Great. You guys have all that stuff, but it's got cadmium and it. it's got all of this stuff in it. And you guys, they're digging up all this stuff all over the globe to make us, quote unquote, much more energy free, right, from the quote-unquote fossil fuels of evil. So they go do all these things, and now what? Well, as these things start to come to an end, what are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with all these things? The one thing about nuclear is we know how to get rid of nuclear. We're just going to put these things at landfills? No, no, no. They're not worth anything. You're not going to recycle. At least we haven't figured out how we're going to recycle any of these things. We're not going to shoot them into space. So it's it's a mess. It's a mess. And again, the green energy, it's just not ready for prime time the way that people want it to be ready for prime time. It's just not. And they're never, you know, while you're driving around in your Tesla or your, your, your whatever it is that you're driving and you're like, this is cool. It's great. Problem is, is at some point in time, you're going to have to get rid of that battery. They're going to have to get rid of that car and that battery. What do they do with that battery? And all those things in there that are nasty and also not good for the planet. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Come back. Rack it, wrap it up. Uh, another solid day, as we tend to do. Have a little fun, as we also tend to do. It's the Chad Benson Show.
Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Wish me luck, I'm gonna need it. Sylvester Stallone's latest fight, taking on 93-year-old Rocky producer Erwin Winkler. Stallone wrote and starred in all six Rocky films, but wasn't ever a producer on the movies. A fact that's apparently an open wound with Stallone. In several Instagram posts, he goes after Winkler and Winkler's son David, who's a producer on the Creed spinoff films, calling Erwin a remarkably untalented parasite. Stallone says he'd like at least a little of what's left of his Rocky rights back to pass along to his children, not Winkler's children. And he says if it weren't for Winkler, there would have been at least another three Rocky movies, which would have been wonderful. Yeah, man, they got in it. Well, I don't say they got it. I don't know if Winkler got into it. Because uh, the first one I saw this, I'm like, he's mad at Henry Winkler? Is the Fonz and Rocky going to have a fight? They're not. So, but man, <laughs> Rocky, R- Rocky, but Balboa went after, right? Rocky Balboa is like, hey, you know, Adrian, Henry Winkler screwed me over. But uh, Stallone's like, it tweets out over the weekend, what a crappy writer this guy's son is. It's like the worst book I've ever read or something. <laughs> I don't know what you're hoping to achieve from that. You're a POS, you're a horrible person. All he wants is a little bit. Just give me a taste. Give me a taste. Isn't it weird, though, that they don't own, that he doesn't own any of that? Like, that's, that's, I always find that to be odd. Like, just like with, you know, I always found it odd when I was a kid. I'm like, why did Michael Jackson buy all the, how did, why do the Beatles not have their stuff? Because you, know, you don't quite put it all together, right? Because I always assumed that, you know, at some point, you know, Stallone owned a piece of it. Don't own a piece of it, man. Gots to own a piece. You know how it is. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. You were talking about climate earlier. You'll always see people say, yeah, it's July. This is summer. We're talking about all-time records. Like, we have never in recorded history in centuries seen this type of heat. And today, from Bakersfield to Boston, we have heat advisories and warnings. The core of the heat here in the U.S., though, is right there in the plains. Oklahoma City this afternoon will be the hottest and they could break or tie an all-time july record of 110 yeah now i don't know what we're supposed to be here today and uh let's take a look here the phenomenal uh it's a usual day here this time of year we're going to get right around 110 as well but you go and look uh it, it is hot across the country we got the heat dome and it it sucks it's now moving from from the southwest uh through but in jan and june which is normally our really hot month here in Arizona. We broke 100 most days, but not by much. We had several days in the 90s, which is totally different. It's totally different. It, it was a trip. I was like, this is kind of weird. Can't believe we're sitting around 100. You know, take it. Take it. But yeah, there's definitely, there's no doubt. And that goes back to when people always talk about, well, you know, what about, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the climate and what are we going to do about it? Well, we need to take better care of the climate. Who doesn't think that? Right? Who doesn't think that? We do. We need to take better care of the climate. There's no doubt about it. 100%. We should absolutely take better care of the climate. That's the dumbest thing in the world to say that we shouldn't do that. We should do that. We should always do that. This is where this is our home. This is where we eat. You know, crap where you eat. But at the same time, you know, more and more people are starting to realize, look, the the cost of doing this and the people that want to do it, rarely does that affect them. Meaning it's okay if I pay an extra 
$1.50 for gas, or I can buy a fifty, sixty, dollars $100,000 vehicle because uh, I have a nice house and I live in all of it, these people. So many people push this. Yet a generation and a group of people who are struggling, struggling with their bills, having to move home with mom and dad. And, and you know, they're looking around. The, it all sounds great. But in reality, the, the, the want isn't there if it is going to hurt people. But there won't be people. You know, I've heard that. A bill, you know, I, I always go back to, and I think we've played it on here a numerous time, Leonard Nimoy, when he's talking about the Ice Age was coming. When I was a kid in, in, in like, was it the 70s or early 80s, the new Ice Age was going to be here. And I, and I explained this to you guys again and again. The ice, the cold, kills more people than the heat does. And they were, you know, it was on Time Magazine. The new eyes never came. It never materialized because so much of this is about fear. We're going to go deeper in this tomorrow, but yeah, there's no doubt it's hotter. There's a lot of factors, but you can go back, you know, X amount of centuries as well. It was apparently this time of year, it was very hot. It was even hotter than now. Well, how? It's because of fossil fuels. Didn't have as many people as we did. It was, well, then it was just an anomaly. How do we take away the argument and the fighting of politics and say, what can we do to better the environment and at the same time not screw ourselves? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. 323-538-2423. Ed Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. How about a little bit of this? A little word salads? We got plenty of them from you know who. You know, an assault weapon... Like many things, there's a design. There's a purposeful design. Well, for the assault weapon, the design is to kill a lot of human beings quickly. There is no reason for weapons of war on the streets of America. So there's that. I'm telling you, every time she speaks, I just think to myself, what are you talking about? So I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do. Because when you do what you do, what you know how to do, on all of these issues, the American people win. (sighs) She's spectacular. (laughs) Tell you. When she finishes something, she probably goes back to all her people and goes, I I nailed that, didn't I? They're like, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) 323-538-2423. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Solid fun show as always. You guys have a blessed rest of your day as you tend to do, right? Go out and get yourself some tacos. It is Tuesday, so go cultural appropriate. Some tasty nice into yourself. We'll do it tomorrow as always. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.